Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Today marks a significant victory in our ongoing fight against shitcoining deceit. Former Celsius CEO Alex Mashinsky has been apprehended on federal securities fraud charges and justice will finally be served. Mashinsky's arrest is a testament to our relentless pursuit of those who manipulate the crypto space for personal gain. It is evident that Mashinsky was running a despicable shitcoin Ponzi scheme, preying on unsuspecting investors and scheming to defraud them out of billions. Such actions will not go unpunished. Once the U.S. Space Force's orbiting penal satellite is operational, Mashinsky will find himself occupying the first cell, paying the price for his crimes against the community. We will ensure that he faces the full weight of the law, with charges including securities, commodities, and wire fraud, as well as various securities manipulation and fraud charges. If convicted, Mashinsky and his co-defendant, Ronnie Cohen-Paven, will face the prospect of spending decades behind bars. I must also address the case of Sam Bankman-Fried, who remains wanted by the U.S. Space Force. Bankman-Fried, despite his political connections, cannot escape our pursuit. While it may seem that he is too politically connected to be apprehended at this time, rest assured that we will not relent in our efforts to bring him to justice. Before I go, please look out for my thesis, Bitcoin Have Fun Waging War. It will be available on Amazon as soon as I'm done tightening it up. It's a much better thesis than Major Lowry's Soft War. He stole all of my ideas. Major Nathaniel P. Steele of the U.S. Space Force signing off. That was quite an historic scene last Thursday morning, as Major Nathaniel P. Steele of the U.S. Space Force holds a press conference to announce the capture of notorious crypto Ponzi scammer Alex Mashinsky. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a delightful Sunday, July 16, 2023. I am Audrey Merkel, your host and I warmly welcome you to my treehouse. Sit back and relax because we have much to get to today. It has certainly been an eventful week, my friends, with the long-awaited arrest of Alex Mashinsky making headlines. The Celsius criminal playbook went thusly, they undermined the significance of self-custody, making it appear too complex for the average person. Meanwhile, they enticed depositors with unrealistic yields, all while assuring them that their Bitcoin was safe in their hands. Little did those depositors know that Mashinsky and the Celsius Crime Organization were misusing those funds to generate yields and manipulate their own house shitcoin, CEL, ultimately aiming to cash out and amass fortunes. It's important to acknowledge that the Bitcoin community had been sounding the alarm about Celsius long before their inevitable downfall. And remember, my friends, whenever someone claims to hold your Bitcoin on your behalf, be wary, for they are most certainly a scammer and want just one thing, your Bitcoin. Now shifting our focus to the other side of Clown Town, we have some legal news that broke in regards to the SEC's suit against Ripple Labs, the shitcoin developer and maintainer. Joining us in the studio to bring us the latest updates on this intriguing courtroom drama is the talented Sammy Nash, who is graciously filling in for Morton Anger. Sammy, what can you tell us about this recent development? Thank you, Audrey. 
It seems Ripple Labs, the creators of XRP, just landed a victory in their battle against the almighty SEC. And boy, does it have the crypto community buzzing like a hive of bees. Now, in the SEC versus Ripple case, we've got a mixed bag of news. The judge ruled that Ripple did not violate federal securities law by selling its XRP token on public exchanges. Well, that's a win for Ripple, right? But hold your horses, because there's more to the story. The court said that Ripple's sale of XRP to institutional investors was an unlawful security sale. Ouch, that's gotta hurt. And they may have to return the money and pay fines. But wait, here's the interesting part. The court also said that XRP didn't constitute an investment contract under Howey. Huh, really? So it's not a security? Now, I'm no legal expert, but it seems like the court's reasoning is a bit shaky. They focused on the fact that buyers didn't know if the XRP came from Ripple. But come on, folks. We all know that people were expecting profits based on Ripple's efforts. How else does XRP moon? It's like expecting a rabbit to pop out of a hat, but instead it's just a bunch of regulatory confusion. So what's the takeaway from all this legal ping-pong? Well, let me be clear, folks. While the Ripple ruling may have its twists and turns, there's one thing that remains constant. The importance of Bitcoin. It's the goose that's laying all of those golden eggs. So my advice to all you out there is to focus on Bitcoin and learn to self-custody it. Why get caught up in the drama of securities laws and court battles when you can stick to the tried and true? Bitcoin is like that reliable best friend who's always there for you, keeping your financial independence intact. So folks, steer clear of the Ripple roller coaster and its legal battles. Embrace Bitcoin, learn to self-custody, and keep your financial journey secure and uncomplicated. That's the true path to financial enlightenment. Thank you, Sammy. With Judge Annalisa Torres ruling that Ripple's XRP programmatic sales did not constitute security sales, crypto scammers wasted no time in hopping in Twitter spaces, claiming victory and pitching a new scam called Initial Programmatic Offerings in an attempt to circumvent regulators. Heads up, Bitcoiners! This part of the cycle is the season for scammers to rise and they are right on time. Now let us turn our attention to the Church of Sound Faith and Life, where the good Reverend Smith awaits with a timely sermon about the significance of self-custody. Reverend, we eagerly anticipate your words of wisdom. Dear brothers and sisters, today I want to address a topic of utmost importance in the world of Bitcoin and financial stewardship, the concept of self-custody. It is a lesson that we can learn from the experiences of our dear sister Florence, whose story serves as a powerful reminder of the significance of holding our own keys and taking personal responsibility for our financial well-being. As many of you may know, Sister Florence found herself entangled in the enticing promises of easy gains and high yields within the realm of Syncoins. Like countless others, she fell prey to the seductive allure of relinquishing control and entrusting her hard-earned Bitcoin to a centralized platform called Celsius. She believed the persuasive words of Alex Mashinsky, who claimed that self-custody was too complex and that leaving her Bitcoin in their custody would provide her with a steady 7% yield. Initially, Sister Florence experienced a sense of security and even saw her investment grow. But as we all know, the bear market has a way of exposing vulnerabilities and hidden risks. When the market turned, Sister Florence's world came crashing down. The gains she had witnessed evaporated and she found herself left with nothing. The platform she had trusted failed to live up to its promises, leaving her bankrupt and disillusioned. It is during such challenging moments that the true importance of self-custody becomes evident. Sister Florence's painful experience reminds us of the inherent risks associated with trusting third parties with our financial sovereignty. It underscores the need for each of us to embrace the responsibility of holding our own keys, Preach on, securing our Bitcoin in wallets that we control and understand. 
In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, we find guidance that resonates deeply with Sister Florence's journey. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Just as we are encouraged to place our trust in the Lord, we are also called to exercise discernment and take personal responsibility for our financial decisions. The SATS for Sinners program, which Sister Florence has now embraced, serves as a beacon of hope and redemption for those who have been led astray. It is a program that not only encourages individuals to repent from the perils of sin coins, but also educates them on the importance of self-custody and the benefits of directly controlling their Bitcoin. At this moment, I would like to invite Sister Florence to come forward and testify. Her journey of loss, resilience, and rediscovery serves as a powerful testimony to the transformative power of self-custody and the grace of finding redemption in the world of Bitcoin. Thank you, Reverend Smith, and thank you, my dear brothers and sisters, for your unwavering support. My journey through the pitfalls of Syncoins and the painful lessons I learned have led me to a newfound understanding of the importance of self-custody. When I lost everything, it was a wake-up call, a reminder that the only true security lies in taking personal responsibility for our financial future. Through the Sats for Sinners program, I have learned to stack sats and reclaim control over my Bitcoin. Thank you, Jesus. I have discovered the joy of self-custody, where I hold the keys to my financial destiny. It is a path that requires education, patience, and diligence, but it is also a path that offers true empowerment and the promise of a secure future. Praise the Lord. As we conclude this sermon, let us remember the story of Sister Florence and the importance of self-custody. Let us reflect on the words of Proverbs chapter 27, verse 12, which says, The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. May we be wise stewards of our finances, seeking to understand the risks and embracing the responsibility of self-custody. Blessings to you all, and may the Lord guide us in our journey towards financial stewardship. God bless, Reverend. And now, for a special treat, we have a surprise in store for you. We're heading over to the Morton Anger Campaign headquarters, where the one and only Vinny, his dedicated campaign manager, is eagerly awaiting to share a special announcement. Vinny, the stage is yours. What exciting news do you have for us today? Hi, Audrey. I'm right in the heart of Morton Anger Campaign headquarters, where our team of volunteers are working the phones and we're getting a great response from the American people. I gotta take a moment to express my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you. You know, after the unexpected mishap at Morton's Independence Day speech, I was touched by the overwhelming support, love, and concern that flooded in from all corners. It warmed my heart, and it truly touched Morton's as well. You see, my friends, we're not just a campaign. We're a family, and in times of adversity, that family comes together like no other. I gotta tell you, it's been quite a journey. The setbacks, the challenges, they've tested our resolve, but through it all, you've stood by us. You've shown unwavering support, sending messages of encouragement and offering a helping hand when we needed it most. It means the world to us, it really does. We wanted to make special mention of a couple of messages that really touched us deep down and warmed our cockles. R.G. is a middle-aged man who has successfully raised a family 
and worked hard his whole life as a telephone lineman. He doesn't like where his country is headed. RG has just registered to vote for the first time in his life so that he can support Mort in 24. Thank you, RG. We're fighting for hardworking people like yourself. Also, a special hello to Joe out there. We received a touching message from Joe immediately after the Independence Day speech. Gravely concerned about Morton's condition, he sent along a generous stack of sats. Morton was so moved he is matching your stack from his own pocket of sats and will be using them for Zapathon campaigns on Noster. You see, my friends? Behind every campaign, there are personal stories, struggles, and moments that define us. So let me share a little bit about the man we're fighting for, Morton Anger. Morton's no stranger to hardship. He's faced setbacks and challenges just like we all have. But it's his unwavering belief in a brighter tomorrow, in the power of unity, and in the strength of the American people that keeps him going. And let me tell you, your outpouring of love and concern has reminded him of why he's in this fight. It's for you, it's for your children, and it's for a nation that deserves a leader who truly cares. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for being there for Morton and for standing by our side. Thank you for the kind words, the support on social media, and the relentless passion you bring to this campaign. We're in this together, my friends. And together, we'll overcome any obstacle that comes our way. Now let's get back to work. We've got phones to answer, doors to knock on, and hearts to win. Together, we'll continue this journey, building momentum and spreading Morton's message of hope and resilience. Remember, my friends, each and every one of you is an integral part of this movement. Your voice matters, your support matters. So let's keep fighting, keep believing, and keep pushing forward. Please visit isupportmort.com and voice your support. We've come too far to give up now. Grazie mille, from the very bottom of my heart. Thank you, Vinny. Now let's finish this show off on a high note. Bitcoin, Bitcoin. on the march. On Friday, OpenSats proudly announced their first wave of grants, supporting and contributing to over a dozen projects within the thriving Bitcoin ecosystem. Kudos to OpenSats for their dedication to advancing the Bitcoin space. Primal, a remarkable technology company, has just announced the launch of its flagship application. This momentous occasion comes after a successful $1 million seed round, led by 1031 and joined by esteemed investors such as HiveMind. Primal stands out by leveraging open-source communication protocols to empower users and restore their agency in the online world. Their innovative social media application, built on the Noster protocol, ensures complete freedom of expression without the fear of deplatforming. Over to Satoshi, the robot assistant for the technicals. The Bitcoin hash rate is currently at 369.83 exahashes. This is up from 179.10 exahashes one year ago. This is a mind-boggling increase of 105.8%. Bitcoin average difficulty is at a current level of 53.91, up from 29.15 one year ago. This is an increase of 84.93%. The public Lightning Network capacity is over 4,800 Bitcoin. The block height at time of recording is 798,864. There are currently 41,136 blocks until the next subsidy halving. 
This is projected to occur on April 20th, 2024. The Bitcoin network is crazy strong and super secure. Excellent work. Thank you, Satoshi. Well, friends, that brings us to the end of episode 41 of the Merkle Treehouse. Thank you for spending time with us. Please join us every Wednesday and Sunday for the absolute best in Bitcoin mindshare. Don't forget, 10% discount using the promo code MERK when registering for BitBlockBoom. We hope to see you there. I'm Audrey Merkel reminding you to keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Ladies and gentlemen, the real Horace Morris and the Merkel Treehouse Band. Hi folks, it's award-winning journalist and presidential candidate Morton Anger here. If you like our content, please share the Merkel Treehouse whenever you can. If you're on Noster, see our NPUB in the show notes and please follow us. Everyone who comments on our notes gets a zap. 